Hey guys, thanks for inviting us into your living room for the past, what's it been, six weeks, 12 years, however long we've been doing this. Seems like a long time. But I want to say thank you for inviting us into your homes, into your lives. And so I thought I would just preach today's message uh, from my living room to yours. One of the things I hear as a pastor a lot, and it just kind of hurts my heart when I hear it, and it hurts my heart because I've said these things and thought them. Um, I hear things like, what's the point? What's the purpose of this? Why should I keep trying? And I, I understand those statements and I understand that sentiment. I, I think those things, and sometimes I might even say those things, especially during seasons when I'm struggling, um, during seasons when I'm confused, and in seasons of pain. And confusion and struggle and trials, all those things bring pain to my life. And pain usually makes us do things and say things that we normally wouldn't. Especially if you don't see any purpose to your pain. But there's a flip side to that. The flip side is people can endure a lot of pain if they see there's purpose to it. If they see its purpose. Do you know someone who trains and sweats and maybe even bleeds and cries just so they can run a 5K or a half marathon or even a marathon? Do you know why those people do that? Do you know why they endure so much pain? It's because they see purpose to it. They see uh, the end. They see a celebration. They see a victory. Um, maybe you know someone who has intentionally gone through a detox program or, or had to face the, just the pain of the withdrawals that come from substance abuse. Um, if you know somebody that's intentionally gone through that, the reason they endured that pain was because they saw purpose, that there was something at the end of that pain worth enduring the pain for. Um, my wife delivered four babies with no drugs. Four babies, zero drugs. I was there for all of those births and it seemed really painful. Um, you know why my wife endured the pain of that? Because she saw purpose in it. There was going to be a little baby she could hold at the end of that. And the pain would have been worth it because she saw purpose in it. And you and I, as human beings, we can endure pain if we can find purpose to our pain. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you're living in a season of pain. A season of uncertainty, a season where you're struggling, a season where it's a trial and life is just really hard. If you're not, man, enjoy the day because someday you will. And when you do, like the rest of us, you need to learn how to find purpose in your pain. So when I read the Gospels, um, there's a lot of times I have to confess that I find myself thinking, why did Jesus say that? I I wish Jesus would have said something different to that person, or I don't understand what Jesus is saying. Sometimes I've even thought, I wouldn't do it the way Jesus just did it. And one of those scriptures that just kind of drives me crazy is Luke chapter 22, verse 31 and 32. Jesus is having a conversation with one of his followers. You've heard him called Simon, and you've heard him called Peter. In this scripture, Jesus calls him Simon. And I want you to hear what Peter is just about to hear from his Savior, Jesus. Luke chapter 22, verse 31 says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift all of you like wheat. Now, most of us have never sifted wheat, and if you have, you certainly didn't do it in the first century. So I want to talk a little bit about the the meaning of what Jesus was getting at when he said, Peter, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat. See, in the first century, sifting wheat was basically a three-step process. The first step was called threshing, 
And after you had harvested the wheat, you would take all the wheat to a threshing floor that looked just like this one in this picture that is a preserved threshing floor from the first century. Then you would have your ox or your cow walk all over that wheat to crush it so that the grain would begin to separate from the garbage. Step two of the sifting process is called winnowing. After the wheat was crushed, it would then be tossed into the wind so that the wind would blow away the garbage and the grain would fall back to the ground. The third step of the sifting process would involve this thing called a sieve. This is a first century sieve. After the wheat had been crushed and tossed, you would take a handful of it and put it in this sieve and then you would shake it like crazy. The purpose of all of these processes of sifting this wheat was so that you could separate the grain from the garbage. And the reason you were doing that was so that you could use the grain to make bread and feed your family. So don't miss what Jesus is telling Peter. The lesson is huge. Jesus is telling Peter that he has given Satan permission for Peter to be crushed, tossed, and shaken, just like wheat. And what Jesus says next is what drives me crazy about the scripture. What I want Jesus to say is, okay, look, Peter, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat, but I told him no way. That's what I want Jesus to say. I want Jesus to say, hey, Peter, Satan has asked for permission to sift you like wheat and to crush you. But I said, you get back. Don't you touch my Peter. That's what I want Jesus to say. I want, I want Jesus to tell Peter, hey, Peter, Satan has asked to give you a season of pain, but I told him no. But Jesus doesn't do that. Instead, here's what Jesus says to Peter. Jesus says, I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. What? I've prayed for you that your faith may not fail? Jesus just said to Peter, listen, Peter, Satan has asked for permission to hurt you. Satan has asked for permission to give you a season of pain, and I'm going to allow it. But I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you while you're being crushed. And I'll pray for you while you're being tossed. And I'll pray for you while you're being shaken. That statement from Jesus just blows my mind. And it's hard for me to grasp what he's saying. And I don't know about you, but this season that we're in, this weird season that the whole world is in, it feels to me like we're being crushed. Maybe that's too harsh. But it certainly feels like we're being tossed. And many of us certainly feel shaken. Um, here we are, doing church in our living rooms one more time. That's weird, and honestly, for me as a pastor, it's painful. I don't like it. Some of us, we've lost our jobs, and we're not sure what's coming next financially. Uh, most of us are confused. Some of us are really struggling with this whole homeschooling thing. Most of us are frustrated, for sure. Some of us, um, we haven't been able to see our kids or our grandkids or hold our grandkids or just hug someone we love. We haven't been able to do any of those things. This is a painful season for so many of us. And we need to learn what Peter needed to learn. We need to learn that sometimes God's blessings come prepackaged as pain. In other words, there is purpose 
in our pain. If Jesus allows us to experience a season of pain, it's not random. There will be purpose in it. And so one of the most important things we can do, one of the lessons we have got to learn is to see our pain through the perspective of God's purpose. The pain we're experiencing today might just be God preparing us for something better. See, not long after Jesus said this to Peter, guess what happened to Peter? He was sifted. He was crushed. He was tossed. He was shaken. One day as Jesus was teaching his guys, he tells them that he's about to be killed. But not to worry, after three days he would rise from the dead. And Peter stops Jesus. In fact, the Bible says Peter rebukes Jesus and says, No way, Jesus. I'm never going to let that happen. And Jesus looks at Peter and calls him Satan. Jesus called Peter Satan. He said, Satan, get behind me. Now, if Jesus, if the Son of God calls you Satan, this is a bad day for you. And I'm sure Peter felt the sting and the pain of those words. Not long after that, Jesus is in a garden and he is wrestling with his upcoming crucifixion. He knows what's about to happen and he has asked his disciples to stay a little bit further back in the garden and pray. And Jesus went forward into the garden and prayed so, just such a passionate prayer, such a painful prayer that he was sweating blood. And he's asked his disciples to pray and he goes to check on his disciples and guess what they're doing? Guess what Peter's doing when he's supposed to be praying? He's taking a nap. And Jesus calls him out. And I'm sure Peter felt the pain of disappointing his friend, Jesus. When he finally woke up, some soldiers came to the garden to arrest Jesus, and Peter wasn't going to have it. So Peter takes out his sword, and he tries to kill one of the soldiers, but he misses. And all he does is he cuts off the ear of one of the soldiers, which Jesus ends up healing anyway. Peter was trying to defend his Savior, trying to trying to do his best, and couldn't even do that right. All he could do was cut off the ear of some poor man. <laughs> and then in the next few hours, Peter would end up denying that he even knew who Jesus was. Three times. And the Bible tells us that as, as, as Peter is cursing the name of Jesus, Jesus is walking by. And Peter and Jesus lock eyes as Peter denies even knowing who he is. I, I can't imagine the pain of that kind of failure that Peter must have felt. And then in just a few hours, Peter felt the ultimate pain of learning that his savior, his friend, had been killed. It was a painful season for Peter. He had to, to feel the pain of failure and disappointment and confusion and felt like he was sifted and tossed and crushed and shaken. But remember, Jesus allowed all of that to happen in Peter's life. Jesus didn't stop him from experiencing all that pain because Jesus wanted to prepare Peter in his pain. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose. And James 1, 2 says this, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Why? 
Why would we be instructed to consider it pure joy when we face a trial? Why would we be asked to consider it joy when we struggle? Why would we be asked to consider it joy when we're in pain? It's because there is purpose in every pain. There is treasure in every trial. There is strength in every struggle. And you can find freedom from every failure. Because sometimes God's greatest blessings come prepackaged as pain. So I want to go back. I want to look at the rest of the words that Jesus said to Peter. Peter, you're going to be sifted like wheat. I've allowed it. And while you're being sifted, I'm going to pray for you. Listen to the rest of the story. Jesus says, But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Jesus just revealed the purpose to the pain. Jesus just revealed um, what he is going to do in the life of Peter during this season of pain. It's a lesson we need to learn. Jesus is saying to Peter, and Jesus is saying to you, Jesus is saying to all of his followers, you will be sifted, but you will get stronger. You will be crushed, but you will also be changed. And you will experience pain, but you're going to be prepared for what's next in his purpose. See, 50 days after the resurrection at a feast called Pentecost, Peter was the first person to publicly stand and preach the good news of Jesus Christ. And when he was done preaching, 3,000 people gave their lives to Jesus. 3,000 people gave their hearts to Jesus. And in that moment, what we would call the church was born. This was the purpose in Peter's pain. It was preparing him for this moment. But Peter couldn't see it in the middle of his pain. It's hard to see purpose in the middle of your pain. So we must learn to view our pain through the perspective of God's purpose. Today's lesson is brought to you by the letter P. Peter's pain was preparation to preach on Pentecost the power of the good news of our risen Savior. It was Peter's pain that prepared him for God's purpose, and so will yours. Your pain is preparation for God's purpose. So that means whatever you're struggling with today, there's purpose in it. That means whatever trial you're facing today, there's purpose in it. That means whatever has confused you and frustrated you today, there's purpose in it. That means whatever failure you're regretting, there's purpose in that too. And whatever pain you're experiencing today, you might not see it because you're in the middle of it, but there is purpose in it. Someday your pain is just going to be a story you tell. Someday your struggle, your trial, your confusion, your frustration, it's just going to be a story that you tell. One day this whole quarantine thing will just be a story that you tell. And your decisions, your attitudes, your actions, your behaviors, your generosity, all of that right now is writing the story that you'll have to tell someday. So let's make sure we're writing a story worth telling. Let's make sure that we're living as people who know for sure 
that there is a God in all of our pain, that there is a God with us in all of this pain. There is a God with us, bringing us purpose in all of this confusion, in all of this frustration. In any season of pain, we know that God is with us. And we know that God will make something good out of it. And we know that our pain is preparing us for His purpose. Maybe today you need to surrender to that. Maybe this is your day. Maybe you were invited to watch this video by a friend or a neighbor or a family member and you've never given your heart to Jesus like those first 3,000 people did when Peter preached. I just want to encourage you. I want to challenge you. Why not today? Let this day be the day when you surrender yourself to Jesus and find purpose in your pain. Now, following Jesus doesn't guarantee you that the rest of your life will be pain-free, but it does guarantee you that when you do face pain, Jesus will be there with you, and he will help you find purpose in it. Whatever you're struggling with today, wherever you are today, whatever season you're in today, you better believe God has a purpose to prepare you right now. So I pray that we would seek that, that we would learn to see all of our pain through the perspective of God's purpose. He will use it for our good. Let's thank him for that. Would you pray with me? Lord God, I thank you that you are not a God who does things randomly or chaotically, but that when you allow seasons of struggle and pain, you will bring purpose from it and you will bring purpose to it, and there is purpose in it. So help us to always look for you. Help us to find you in the middle of our pain, in the middle of our struggle, in the middle of our crisis. May we see you. May we follow you. And may we write a story worth telling one day. In Jesus' name we pray.